This is a weekly podcast of the Parish Youth Church of the Pentecost. Be transformed as you listen. To the authority of the king. So I want to believe that uh, the thoughts of leadership for acting to discuss the kingdom culture is because we've now probably realized or we have come to a point where we see that our Christian experience is not just that you know because some of us were told we got born again because God wanted us to escape hell and go to heaven. How many of you have heard that gospel before? I mean gospel good news. If you hear that, if you die now, fire will burn you. But if you give your life to Christ, fire will not burn you. You will go to heaven. And you will, you will now sleep inside man's shop. You won't go to school again. <laughs> Is that not good news? <laughs> Nobody wants to burn. I was I born, born in here. Nobody told me I didn't do my life to Christ. <laughs> Who wants to witness? I mean, the body there, the, the one you watch now, you want to see this but they know the money hell of those days, like But then it made a lot of sense. Uh, so, but over time, we have come to discover that God's agenda, fundamental agenda, is not to take Christians to heaven. Heaven is his fair, but in that sphere, God is directly real. None of us was created to be in heaven. Study the scriptures. So that's not conversation for today. So stop thinking I am going to heaven. When it comes, you are going to heaven. Even if you are going to go to heaven, you are there as a refugee camp. Because originally, that's not the intention of God. So those who are there are there temporarily. Even though in the new heavens and the new earth, the kind of Life that we're going to have will make us transit between the two worlds at least. Or at least this is where you are going to be reproducing the the life over the head. But that's not our conversation. Just for me to let you know that you see, stop thinking of our Christian adventure and journey as a religious. Oh, I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to run away from sin so that on the last day I will make it and I'll go to heaven. It makes the entire Christian experience boring. And that's why it's important to know that if we are born into a kingdom, we are asked, so the Bible calls us a kingdom of priests. It's a kingdom. How a kingdom in your mind. That's that's and it is, so it's important for us to study that kingdom. If you want to go to a new nation or a new uh, community or a new... Some of you, when you were called to go and serve, and uh, you discovered that you were posted to a particular state or a particular community, these days we go and study. So where is this community first? Because when I was posted to Abia State, I first asked, where is the orientation camp? It says, Isia Langwa. And uh, by study and by research, the first thing I was told is that there is human being. <laughs> In fact, two years ago, you didn't see two coppers. <laughs> you know, there was no Google there, so you had to depend on ESA and what people were saying. 
you know, and they started, you know, giving us orientation about how to behave, how to, where to go, where not to go, and all of that. This is the way these people are, they're very this and very that. So, <coughs> if you want to succeed in a new community, it's, a, it's wisdom to find out how they live. If you are going to be there. If you are a missionary going to a place, it's stupidity and foolishness to think that you are just going to go there by faith. Without knowing where you are going, what they, how they behave, how they talk, how they receive visitors, do's and don'ts. It's important when you are going to a new community. So also, I have also, and I always advise, when you join a new church, a new community, in a fellowship like parishhood, which is, I say this every time I have a community of talking to leaders. This house, as a subset of God's kingdom, has a culture. It is wisdom. You know, some, some people are talking that just join. So there's, 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 there's a kindred spirit amongst us. People who come from outside, maybe they, they saw this house from the youth week perspective or from a or program perspective. They like the vibe, they like the dance, they like the smile. They like the girls, they like the guys, they like the bike, they like the food. They, I don't know what they like, but something attracts them. And so I like to be part of this bubbling set of people. There's no dull moment. They think that all the time we come here, it's always exciting. They don't know that it's dull moment is part of life. You have to be excited. <laughs> so sometimes they come and say, look at me, this dull. <laughs> but something attracts them, and they come. and. We don't know what gets to people, what makes them come. Drama, music, whatever. Something attracts them and they come. Some of them join BBC because they want to be part of it. They are told that you can't be in the unit without being a, you know, can't be part of BBC. They join. When, I, when taking impact class, I asked them a lot of questions. So why are you here? What are we doing here today? Why do you want to be a worker in parachute? And I'm amazed at some answers I get. And these people are going to join the workforce and they're going to join the executive. So some people eventually land into the executive and they do not know the journey, the story of this house. I have no idea. It is wisdom to sit down when you come into a place that has existed for years to ask questions. When I was going to be a part of Lagos Varsity Christian Union and I was going to come into the exodus, I had to study, I had to think, I had to take time to look at the, a bit of the history of the Lagos Varsity Christian Union. Why is God bringing them into this place? What is their culture? What is their value system? What is their past? What is their present? What is their future? Because I was just going to spend one year and I wanted that one year to count. I mean, I'm joining a group that existed for over 60, 70 years. They must have an issue. They must have something that makes them think. They must have a prophetic inclination. They must have something, a past that I must be, I must be aware of. There was that story in scriptures where they have the temple of the temple was built again, the house of God was built again, and the young generation were all jubilating and shouting and screaming, and the, and the old men who saw the glory of God were just on one side, they were just weeping, crying. Ah, it's, a, it's a time for rejoicing. What's happening there? If you saw this house in its first glory. So, it is important, and I know that I think we have, we have, we have done some considerable work to ensure that everybody who comes to this house understands where we are coming from, where we are, and where we are going. 
So the House of Parish Roots has a culture. Even though I'm going to be speaking on the culture of the, of the kingdom of God as it is, but parish youth represents a subset of that kingdom. So everything I'm going to be saying here is applicable to this family, this kingdom as it were, called parish youth. So if we're going to use parish as a kingdom, stop thinking as uh, stop thinking of the coordinator as the king. Who is still the king? Who is the boss? All of us are just the subjects, giving different administrative roles. If it's his kingdom, it's his he's the king. That's why sometimes I love when pastors are saying, My church, when you come to my church, in my church. Even though sometimes I understand the context of them use it, but it becomes so much in use that you actually know by the operation of that church that it is his kingdom. Most pastors, their church, their kingdom, my church. When you come to my church, in my church. I thought Jesus said this is his church. And he will build his church, and the gates of hell shall not be here. You can see the reason why the gates of hell are ready against and such. Because it's your church. It's only his church that he is building that the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Any other church that is your own, the gates of hell. And when gates of hell rises up, you will ask God, the Bible the church is marching on. The church is marching on. The gates of hell will continue to prevail. Because that church has demonstrated that the king there is the pastor and the people who rule it. Praise God. So, I have a short time, so I just needed to let you know that this, I'm going to run through them if I don't finish well. Probably because of the two years, we'll have opportunity to share more. Matthew chapter 6, 10 to 13. The kingdom, so see, we're talking about God's kingdom, and in talking about our kingdom, cast your mind on the parish youth as a sphere of God's influence. Who is there? Matthew chapter 6 verse 10. Thy kingdom come. So that's the Lord's prayer and in the Lord's prayer Jesus said thy kingdom come thy will be done. Where? As it is where? So heaven is a sphere, a sphere that God has not relinquished his authority, his direct rulership. The problem is that he gave a bit of that authority to man to bring his rulership, his reign, as it is in heaven on the earth. Something happened to that plan, somebody else had jumped in, it took over. And God began a redemption plan to take that authority from the enemy and he accomplished that in redemption and handed it over back to man. Am I, am I speaking? So now that authority, that original, so when the, Jesus was being asked, how do we pray? It's not, it's not the way we, have, we make a religion out of our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. It was a chant as it were. Jesus was trying to say, when you engage God, this should be your thinking. This should be your thought pattern. 
This should be the content of your prayer. This should be your inspiration. When you are engaging God at all times, you should be thinking of enforcing, of bringing the rulership, the reign of God in heaven as it is, I mean, on the earth as it is in heaven. So the point is, if you don't know how heaven operates, how do you want to bring the reign here on earth? If you are to bring, if the God, I, I, I hope you know that, if you look at, and I'm not talking of the lost prayer, but if you look at the content of the lost prayer and you see the way the church is praying today, you will know we are far from it. Do you understand what I'm saying? You will know we are far from it. The, today's church uses the authority, their redemptive authority and right in the name of Jesus to propagate and foster their own human kingdom. And that's why people make that's why people make fun of us here in Nigeria that you see all the things we pray for in Nigeria. Once you cross over and go to the UK, the US, Canada, there will be no reason to, to pray again. Because all the things you pray for, all the things you pray for, all the things you are fasting, you are exercising authority over. That's the reason why when your brethren travel abroad, they have faith. They are fire as it were. They are gra gra. It calms down. <laughs> so it is important to know that if you really don't know this God, environment will test you. So if everything you need is made available, would you still cheese after God? Would you still be saying, Lord, let your will in America, which will? <laughs> When you, are thinking, when, you are, when you are thinking of God's will here, you are thinking of lights. You are thinking of money over, I mean, against poverty. You are thinking of good roads. But when you get there, you want to so which will of God do I want to But that's why people say when you go to America, it's like heaven on earth. Stupid people, are they being your But as far as you are concerned, a departure from this. This orderliness, the place of oil, you you unconsciously say this is heaven. You go to Dubai, you unconsciously say this is heaven. Without being in heaven, you just think that this and you it's in a in a point, you have a point actually, but the truth is you've not been in heaven before. So Jesus said, Thy will be done. So it will be our interest. To know how heaven operates, you have to live. You see, a, a British um, will not send somebody who does not understand the entire British lifestyle and culture. Who they will send to go and colonize the country? They call them the government. That person that is representing Britain is fully, fully entrenched, fully, fully baptized into the culture of Britain. For him to be a governor to go and colonize another 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 colony. So all of us as executive, we assume, and I say as we assume that you know you live in heaven. Your conversation and conduct is in heaven. So because you are familiar with the atmosphere of heaven. When you come to the earth, you can exercise his will. 
And most of us don't know that every time we come to the presence of the Lord to pray, to worship, to hear the word, to share fellowship, we are given an, an opportunity to engage the realms of the spirit, to engage the heavenlies. Your ability to abide in that realm and understand the way that realm operates. I may be speaking exterically abstractly, but just follow me. Your ability to live there. If you don't live there, if you have not experienced heaven, there's something that says it's like heaven on glory. It's like just like heaven. You can be singing it if you have never been to heaven before. It's just a song. So if somebody if somebody has lived in America for 20 years and is coming to, to Nigeria and is saying just like America, he has been there. He's trying to make Nigeria look like America. You that have never been to America, the best was at this. You are traveling your mind. And you are saying it on TV. But it's not like somebody who has lived there, who has been part of the culture and is not coming to Nigeria to bring that culture back in Nigeria. He says it with more conviction, with more power of accomplishment. So it then means, if one of your responsibilities as executive is to bring the culture of heaven to the earth in these two years, then you need to be living in heaven. So let me ask your neighbor, where are you living presently? Where is your location? Please answer. <laughs> Praise God. Because, you see, the truth is, the way you behave is a function of where you live. Think about it. So, when they see Nigerians manifest their Nigerianness in the UK or in the America, in America, say, don't worry, it's Nigeria. That's how they behave in their country. The way you behave is a function of where you live. Now, Jesus says in John chapter 8, verse 31, that if you abide with me in me and my work abides in you, then are you my disciple. If you are continue, if you continue to abide in my word, then are you my disciple. And you will and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. In John chapter 15, he talked about the vine and that the need for people to abide in me. Abide in me. It means that the reason why Jesus is stressing, continue in my word, abide in me, he that dwells, not he that visits, is that you have to be a permanent resident of heaven to be able to bring heaven on the earth. The way I treat my children, treat neighbors, treat strangers, treat my wife, and treat people in the church is a function of what I've seen in heaven. Because you have to be there to see the way people are treated. So ask me, why did you go to heaven? Oh, I tell you. I didn't go there, but if if you have enough fellowship with this world, you have been there. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, 
right? So, 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 so. The kingdom culture. So I'll just mention a few of these. Um, let's go to verse 33 of the Matthew 26. What did he say? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and these things shall be added unto you. Now, I'm not going to discuss this, but I know all our thinking is that seek, when you seek first, kingdom of God should be first, and then and then something else can be said, and that one can be taught, and that one can be forced. So, when you want to prioritize your life, you can also seek the kingdom first. The point is that how do you want to, how do you want to know that kingdom is first, then your wife is second, then your children is third, then your job is fourth. What is the parameter? Then you pursue money, but after you are pushing God, man was not designed to pursue money. Money is an evil master, but a good servant. We were never designed to work for money. Everyone who works for money will never fulfill the kingdom agenda. Money enslaves those who work for him. You see that thing that says 5 a.m. Get up, get up. I mean, I'm sure that sending back and bear with me. Get up. It's not that you want to get up, but when you remember that if I come late to work, once, twice, they will give me prayer. They will sack me. Once they sack me, my means of livelihood is gone. Once my means of livelihood is gone, my dignity, my voice, my influence has disappeared. So who is the boss? You see, that getting up that you're getting up, you will not get up with like that with the prompting of the Holy Ghost to go and pray. Oh. <laughs> ah, God, this one best time. God, ah, look at you, look at me. How can something under this cool weather? Hey. <laughs> God is a merciful God. But let rain be big, big, falling cat and dog. You will get up. You will enter the race. You will enter the race. So who is boss? God or money? Don't worry. All of us we are in the system. But I'm just trying to let you know that understand that that is not the kingdom culture. We were not made to work for money. Because money, as a master, is a bad master. But very good servant. So what's the how are we now going to live and interact with money? That's a conversation of another day. So, but understand that you were not created to work for money. So I'll just quickly say that seeking first the kingdom of God make means seeking first and only the kingdom of God. I don't expect you to understand, but write it down. May did not understand all the greetings. But Bible said, Mary kept those things in her heart. So keep it. Someday you will understand it. Is there everything Jesus said that disciples understood when he was talking about it? No. But their eyes were open in the Oh, this was what he was talking about. So just put it. I know your experience has challenges with that statement. Because you must eat, you must marry, you must buy house in Lekki, you must buy your own car. You, when you are sick, you must be healed. I mean, so don't you have to desire those things? What's your man desire when he prays? 
As long as he doesn't doubt in his heart and he believes whatsoever he says comes to pass, he shall have whatsoever he desires. Let's leave that behind. So I decide. Once you decide, you confess it. Your confession is your possession. You say it, the people have been confessing because of what you said. I confess. <laughs> confess. If it is true that your confession is your possession, Nigeria will be the best place on the earth. Are you? Your confession is your possession. Times and conditions apply. That's the true state. I am not denouncing the fact that your confession is your possession. But from scriptures, confession is your possession. Terms and conditions apply. So let's move on. So number one, what the, the what a lot of I'll just say some um, fundamental lifestyle of the kingdom. Number one is righteousness. What did I say? Righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all. All of his righteousness and every other thing the Gentiles are pursuing will be yours. Jesus did not say, Seek for the kingdom and all other things the Gentiles are pursuing, then they will be yours. You get what I'm saying? Jesus did not say, Seek for the kingdom, then second, oh, because let's, let's, let's. Let's look at it practically. What are the other things that the Gentiles are pursuing? Clothes, food, hmm? clothes, food power. power, babes, guys, work. big brother, work, work, they must be work. They are waiting for week for all the other things: good clothes, food, shelter, your fame. You know, these are all the things everybody's pursuing. Why? Why is? Why are we hustling? All those midnight candles were burnt in school to graduate. What's the inspiration? What's at the back of your mouth, the front or the center of your mind? Depends on which one. What is pulling you on to want to get that job and to get promotion? What are you after, really? More money. You know, say, well, if I have more money, I will support the church. <laughs> if I have more money, I know this, this place will I will not even let the money see. Lord bless me so that you will not be raising funds. But you will not tell us the other ones, the core ones. Praise God. Hallelujah. So seek first and only the kingdom of God. And every other thing. Because Jesus said, a man, a man can never serve two masters. It's too late to try and prove Jesus wrong. You are not too smart to prove him wrong. You cannot serve God and mama. Mama here is money. Desire, money answers all things. Money is a defect. You don't decide, you won't get it. There's no way to say you desire money. Praise God. So, righteousness is a kingdom culture, and things they don't just think about righteousness as right standing with God, which is what the word guys have defined for us, and there's nothing wrong in that. Think about righteousness as order, orderliness. Righteousness, orderly conduct, and orderliness exalts a nation. And sin is a reproach. In this kingdom, do you have you ever watched? Have you ever? 
Have you ever taken time? Those of us who are in medical field, have you ever taken time to study the human body and the systems that make the human body function? Have you ever taken time? If I'm, even if I'm not flying in the air, just look at how the air, how the clouds are patterned. If you have gone to other places, how the veget vegetations, how the entire world, how the entire world is in perfect balance. How there's boundary where the, the seas, the river, the, the various climatical changes, uh, uh, weather conditions, how everything is in order. And it's the function of a king who sets everything in order. In fact, when he made the Garden of Eden, he told Adam, dress it, keep it. This garden. Make, continue the orderliness. Take care of this garden. So, the first time work was given to man, it was not because he was going to be paid. Work is designed to develop character and to be responsible, not to make money. So, when you work, it is to develop character responsibility and to and to bring orderliness to yourself in doing that you will be paid but you are not doing it because you want to have one so you see a lot of people say why are you not working how much are you paying me <laughs> how much and that's why the white man seems to have a better, maybe they were closer to heaven. The downloads of the, some of the droplets of the other years in heaven hits them first before it hits the back. <laughs> because over there, people do volunteer work. You see volunteer work trying in Nigeria. Our mindset is wait, what's it do for me? Even when people come to come and do volunteer work in church. So I always I always give you an assignment. Just stop rice or like one month, and you see the, the, your workforce, what will happen to your workforce in Paris? <laughs> Just stop the rice. I say, for the next four Sundays, once they give us the cooler, we are going to SOS Village. Go and give them. It was okay, first Sunday, ah, I will go, love the share. You are in February, February is love the share. You will agree. Second Sunday, Hot Sunday, uh, this new regime, I know it, <laughs> I know it, <laughs> they will not encourage the brethren, and that starts whipping up all sorts of sentiments, that's showing the power, the people, the mindset of people is that nothing goes free, you have to pay me, what's in need for me, I mean I've heard that, what's, what's, what's my cost, I used to it, What's the need for me? I've been in church. What's the need for me? So, that mindset said we all carry it everywhere. Even, and that it has landed us in marital crisis. So, once a brother is talking to you and two things, <laughs> you have something, what, what can I give of this guy? If I marry him, my children will be fine. Like you don't see, okay, you don't take it. You wait till there. You can look at him, I'm going to short guy now. Oh, I need to You all want to pray that God will allow us to be hearing the thoughts of on our hearts when we are thinking it. Got him. Got him. Where will he come now? He has still 200 years of life. He still has medicine for years to go. <laughs>
you are in your mind, in your mind, it is what do I gain from this relationship? What does he have to bring on the table? Meanwhile, the kingdom culture of still get there is not to call, it's not to get from people. It's okay. In this kingdom, we don't look for what to get, we look for what to give. So you have to have something to give. And I can also say most often than not that if a wise, no, if a senior friend meets some, um, the coordinator privately now and says, uh, God has blessed me, I made a covenant some years ago that God does so and so and so and so, I'm going to do something and I'm ready to do it because God has done it. I want to be putting in the account of all, every time executive seats for executive meeting, I want you to credit the account with 250000 Every city comes, they are sitting about it. So you just imagine that this general now, 250. They didn't tell you what it was. Ah, uh, coordinator, I saw 250. Say, well, it's the Lord that is doing what somebody has, has, um, has decided to be giving you 250. And you see 250, 250, 250 every, every month. Well, so you're two years. They now say, Eh, let you have one call to come back again. You now see that I'm busy. I want to move on with my life. In fact, uh, uh, the escrow work has been very pressing, has been very stressful. You know, it's time to move on with my life. So you can see who is boss. Actually, you can see what people are laboring for. You can see the way people see volunteer service. Meanwhile, if you understand that in this work you are employed in God's company, mm-hmm. let's imagine it is Dangote that employed you, that this executive or a call, Dangote comes every time and says you're employed. He's not, he's not, he has not even given you a letter of employment. He just tells you, he just comes every time you have a committee to have meetings with you, to brainstorm with you, and he's not paying you. Will you complain that when is he going to pay us? The fact that you have access to be talking to Dangote every Tuesday, that access is enough. You just know that even if this guy doesn't pay me two or three years, I'm sure he has a capacity. At the end of two years, he will pay me all my entitlement. So they will keep coming. That's what shows that we actually believe God, the invisible God, that you're actually working for God. Or you just believe it, lip service. Because what God pays is more than two fifty, more than five hundred k per month. But it takes a high of faith because of my time. I'm not looking at time again. Where is the clock? Okay, so righteousness is one. So right, right, what's Right order. That's the righteous culture. How many minutes do I have left? I got wrong. How many minutes left? Interesting. Alright, so righteousness exalts it. I mean, righteousness means right order. Right order. It's a culture of the kingdom. Have orderliness in your, in your life. If, if somebody says that he's representing the kingdom, we should see right order in your life. There should be orderliness. God is not the author of confusion. They should not be saying this is the vision for this year and prayer departments have another vision. Then people under another. I mean, orderliness is a fundamental trait of the kingdom of God. Order. One of one of the ways you know that we are far far different from the white man. Now, you come to Nigeria, one of the first things that greets you is disorderliness. 
When you go over there, you see order. Everything works. Somebody said he came to Nigeria and uh, an airline, one of the airlines, they wrote there. Nine, welcome to Nigeria where nothing works, but everything can be arranged. <laughs> <laughs> Come, welcome to Nigeria where nothing works, but everything can be arranged. So you see people set up systems, the systems work on their own, there's orderliness, you know, and all of that. That's a sense of the kingdom. When you, when you, when you read the scriptures, you will see a sense of orderliness. When God gave um, a specific instruction how to build the ark, how to build the temple, you will see orderliness. When you, when you see the pattern of the way the Orthodox Church is built, it is a pattern of the old covenant. But you can see orderliness in the pattern, in the order of service. That's why they call our service order of service. The Pentecostal is Pentecostal. <laughs> wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there's katakas, katakas. <laughs> they think that this orderliness is a form of the move of the Spirit. But there's orderliness in heaven. And there must be order. This year, there should be order in your life. It should not be scattered. It is disorderliness to propose to three sisters in one year. It doesn't show orderliness. You propose to one, she has not given you an answer. Say, give me, I'm coming, I'm coming. Give me two weeks. Okay, she has not given you two weeks. Third week, you propose another one. Because when you will wait for me for the answer, you propose another one. Before this was okay, let me let me let me give me one week. You are proposed another one. That does not show you you are coming from a culture of orderliness. That's not order, that's disorderly. So, as a believer, you should have order. Orderliness should be a part of your life by instinct because you represent the kingdom. Because of my time, I need to say a bit, one or two more before I, I, I leave your face. Orderliness, that's, and when you, when you maintain orderliness, that's, that's righteousness. You know, you know in Romans, add in more scripture, Romans 14 verse 7. And the, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Number two, prayer culture. Nobody say prayer culture. In this kingdom, Jesus said in Luke chapter 18, men ought always to pray and not to faint. Matthew 21 verse 13, he said, my house shall be called the house of prayer, but you have turned it to a den of thieves. To be frank, sometimes when I look at certain things between Pentecostal Church and in our Orthodox Church, I see the same thing in Peter. How the way we run our, some things we call bazaar, the way we exchange and buy and buy and sell and buy and sell and buy and sell. And sometimes it is disorderly, it is in a disordered manner. If Jesus was to come back to this generation, he will, flood, he will come and disrupt some certain services. My house shall be called the house of prayer. Prayer is your opportunity to visit heaven, to engage heaven, because you must bring to bear the lifestyle over there. There are several times I've been vexed in my spirit. I've cooked up things that I'm going to do to this woman to let her know I'm still the boss. I'll tell my daughter, I'll my wife. I'll be calculating it that I've taken so much. Uh -uh. Christianity is not stupidity. No, 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 no. no. Uh -uh. Is this, I can't take this any longer. I planned it from Fifth Avenue to last possible. I walked back. I start to pray. 
I get caught up again in the realm of heaven and I see that, no. Where do you live? If you live here, go and apologize. You see, that grace is, is that influence on the earth, on your heart, sorry, that bears directly on your lifestyle. If you live in heaven, if that's where you come from, it will bear on the earth. The Bible says our conversation is in heaven. Our conduct is there. We hail from there. We are from Zion. Praise God. So when you see people treat people anyhow, they have not been to heaven. They don't know how it's done there. They are carnal. They are earthly. They are natural. And a natural man will never understand the things of the spirit because they need to be spiritually downloaded. Prayer is our lifestyle. If you are not a prayerful person, you probably will not be able to bring the bed, the influence of the kingdom. So, you see, in that prayer, Jesus said, Let thy kingdom come. Number three, faith culture. The currency we spend in Nigeria is, how, is what? Yeah. The currency we spend in the kingdom is faith. <coughs> the entire Hebrews 11, it catalogs the life of people of our patriarchs who obtained a good report by scriptures because of faith. If you are going to obtain a good report this year, you have to engage faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing again by the word of God. Stay with the word of God. Lock yourself for a day or two. Just bombarding your spirit with the word of God. That is the capacity you need to demonstrate faith. Because you are going to meet with many situations. See, you see the way we have our member of our brethren who are having curable disease. Some of them who you hear are solid. I mean, you saw some of you heard the, the particular challenge that the, form, the former coordinator had during the stadium. We don't know the one that will be thrown at you. Where your faith will be demanded. You can't be chicken and say, coordinator come. You saw there was a time during Shalom and Cousin's time. It was when the, the, the armed robbery attack took place with um, Fekka people, where people are doing VG, but he was there. And we believe you are going to face opposition, and what is going to be required of you is your faith in God. You are going to face opposition. What is going to be required of you is your faith in God. By faith, the elders obtained a good report, not by wish. By faith. Faith is a culture. Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Why is light? So there's a faith life in this kingdom. There's a kingdom lifestyle. And this kingdom lifestyle is faith. In this kingdom, we walk by faith and not by sight. Praise God. We walk by faith and not what? Sight. Next, we in this kingdom we have a language culture. When I say you have what? Language. A language culture. In fact, when you want to take over a territory, the first thing is to start 
introducing your teaching them your language. And that's why one of the first things that happens to you when you receive the Lord Jesus is kingdom. Because the Bible says the kingdom of God is within you. When you receive the kingdom, the only best thing that happens is you get baptized the Holy Ghost. And you do what? You speak in new tongues. So there's a new language that is given to you. The language of the script. The language of the Holy Ghost. Your palate your, must change. Your taste must change. Your tongue is altered. There is a way we speak. In, uh, in um, Isaiah chapter 33 verse 24. The Bible says, They that dwell in Zion, who has issues, shall not say. Am I speaking correctly? Isaiah chapter 33 verse 24. And they that, and they that dwell therein shall not say or something like that. And the inhabitants shall and the inhabitants of this kingdom, but that's not what it's about. Yes, I do shall not say. They shall not say. So there is or they shall not say I'm sick. Yes. So there is a way the inhabitants of the kingdom speak. <sighs> the inhabitants of this place shall not say. There is a way they talk in the kingdom. If you have not been dead, you will not know. If you if go to America now for three months and they come and say, You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's because you have gone there and you have discovered that that's the way you talk. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What I'm saying? What I'm saying? You know, all those kind of things. That's what you, there's a culture, and one of the things that that culture is communicated via a language. If you don't love that language, you, can, you are going to be communicating the culture of God to this tenure. If you don't have that language, that way of speaking, you will not be able to communicate it. So there's a language, an expression, a way of communicating the thought of God to the people that are going to be living. That's a language culture. The people that dwell in this kingdom, they have what they say and what they do not say. The people that dwell in this kingdom, they have what they say. First Corinthians 15, 33 says, Evil communication corrupts good manners. In this kingdom, they do not engage evil corrupt communication. There's what they call coerce um, jesting. I see a lot of believers who don't who you, you will see people cracking very dirty jokes. You are even cracking this yourself. Some of us, we are believers. It does not do anything. You use the F word at ease. At ease. Normal. There's a language that we speak in this kingdom. If you have been there, your language will change. If you are speaking that tongue enough, it will correct your language. There are certain things you can't say. Some of us, when we are angry, we actually know where you are from. Stupid! You are down stupid! You are this about that some things people are people are trying to say it now. There's a way I say that it's doing inside. Some people in the anger, you will see all the manner of, of gutter words coming from them. You want to for which fountain is this what trans coming from? Idiots! Crazy girl, it don't go better for you. I'm back. Have you seen where believers are fighting for doctors? Hey. You think it's because if you just have a suit, you have a suit, I go show you, say I create. I get paid for hair too. <laughs> See your hair. 
Nicaragua starter. They got the scattering in the scattering is the gathering. In this kingdom, we don't store up wealth for selfish uh, uh, um, ambition. You don't just keep saying, I'm saving, I'm saving, I'm saving, I'm saving. If you look at my account, it's growing, growing bigger so that I can marry, so I can build house. I am saving. In this kingdom, we are conduits, we are distributors of the resources of God. The reason for saving must be clearly spelled out for the advancement of the intent and purpose of God on the earth. We are selfless people. We are sacrificial people. And this is what Paris should represent. In these two years, let's bow our heads as I pray. In these two years, this expression will be demanded from every one of us who are leaders. And I'm telling you, there's grace that is made available to express this culture in every department of our lives. Can you yield yourself to the Lord these two years and say, Lord, I am about to say we are ambassadors of Christ. We represent his interests I sent you into the world to represent the interests of the kingdom, not your own interests. When I sent you, did you lack anything? There are people who go, there are those who are sent. Can you cast yourself back to the hand of the one who sent you and say, Lord, I need to know you more to represent your interests? The culture and the lifestyle of the kingdom must be my culture. If you have a disorderly life, the way you live right now, all of us have some measure of disorderliness. You can begin to say, Lord, this year, put, I put some order into my life. I put some order into my speech. I refuse to speak disorderly any longer. I refuse to have disorderly conduct. I refuse to act like the barbarians and act like the Gentiles. This year, I am in pursuit of kingdom agendas, kingdom interests. Every time I wake up, I'm asking God, Lord, today, what's the reason for my prayer? Why am I breathing in and breathing out today? I breathe for you. I live for you. I am alive because of your interests. This day, I'm alive is your interest. These two years, I want to know you, Lord. Pray tonight and say, Lord, set my heart on fire for you. I want to please you all the way. I want to live for you all the way. I want the orderliness in heaven to be impacted in Nigeria. I told myself, if I'm living in a close, somebody should come to that close and say, I'm heaven bound person lives in this close. A picture of heaven should be everywhere I live. So it's not just about my spiritual climate, my physical, I may not be able to affect the whole of Lagos. I may not be able to affect the whole of Nigeria, but I can affect my home. I can affect my, my, my city room. I can affect the, my compound. I can affect my clothes. I can affect the whole of Fifth Avenue. The order of God must find expression in my life as I grow with God. That's the thing. Now 
that have been given an opportunity to serve these two years. My, my fathers have done their bid. The patriots of Paris should have done theirs. It's now my turn. Lord, I pray today in the name of Jesus that I will represent your interest these two years. I will carry your banner of righteousness. I will speak correctly. I will have the right conduct. Your name alone will be glorified. Come on, people, open your mouth and Father, I thank you. I thank you for utterance. I thank you for capacity. I thank you for grace. I thank you for empowerment. I give glory and praise for everyone whose heart is set to serve you selflessly this year. I pray for the realm of the supernatural. Now here, now, now here, that here is in this stereo, there will be the move of God, the supernatural manifestation of the gifts of the spirit. We are going to see a new order in a fashion these two years. God is going to be calling men into a closer, consecrated life. And we are going to see the manifestation in the public. We are going to see strange miracles happen these two years. Strange ones that have never happened. Wonders and signs of authenticating the presence of God. And God will be requiring a lot from your tenure. Praise God. Get ready. The power of God is about to be unleashed on our generation. And you are going to be carriers of his glory. Thank you, blessed God. May you be all the glory and praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen.